0: this
1: week's show Cup heartbreak for Folkestone Victor we hear from goalkeeper Alexis Andre today we are very proud because we we play very good for like 120 minutes back to back wins for Corinthian and goal scorer Jack Mahoney tells us about how they're finding their
0: feet in the Isthmian League the
2: first few games we struggled we just realised that teams are so much more clinical,
0: and a drive to get more women in the county involved in football. Charlotte Richardson explains all about it.
3: There's definitely momentum, and I just think it's really important that we keep it up because actually, when you have more women and girls involved in your football club and your setup, that's brilliant because you're you're reflecting your local community.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Domestic and Commercial Plumbing and Heating Engineers. Yes, that's right. We have a new sponsor, the crowning glory to a memorable week for us. Uh, We'll discuss all of that in a bit, but of course, massive thanks to Nick for coming on board and an equal huge thanks to the judges at the Football Content Awards. You genuinely made our week. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who's been to two matches this week with a combined attendance of 39,338. And on the line now is a man who actually accused me of being like Piers Morgan last week. It's the usually lovely, but this week not very charitable, Matt Gerrard. How are you, mate?
4: Good, mate. It's been a a momentous week for the Kent Non-League podcast, hasn't it? This time last week, you tweeted me, uh, because we're recording this on a Thursday evening now, that we finished, I don't know if anybody else heard, I'm, like, I'm going to go big it up, unless you're going to big it up in a minute.
0: No, oh, you big it up.
4: That we came second in the Football Creators Award, was it?
0: Football Content Awards, Football uh, Content and Awards, it was know. the best in non-league category, best podcast, and we came second.
4: And that, we, I was, well, I told you before I was convinced we were going to win that Kent one, but Kent, we love Kent, because it's a Kentonic podcast, but a national award, John, I was, you know, like a dog with two bits last when I woke up last Friday. It was amazing, wasn't it? Fair play <laughs> for the Berkshire one who won. But second, a silver award. Do you get a little placard, surely? Because I saw people who did come second with a little placard
0: thing. So you're gonna get anything? I'm going to, I'm gonna I'm gonna email them and ask them definitely. But yeah, it was it was quite amazing because I was aware of it. I, was, I mean I was working. And I kept looking at the um At the live stream, every now and then, and and I just kind of turned it on. And they would, and I just heard them say on the silver goes to, and I was like, I'm sure they've just said Kenton on Lee podcast. I'm sure they've just said it. And then, sure enough, I go on Twitter uh, and it was there. And so I messaged you straight away. And then, you know, we had lots of lovely comments as well, which is nice. but it just, just couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. Um, It was, you know, absolutely amazing. I mean, this is a silly little podcast that we do. Uh, we've been doing for well, nearly five years coming up but it's just something that we do and i don't know sometimes i don't think it's any good anyway and i'm surprised yeah. that people are listening to it but it turns out that it is all right actually and uh you know some of the comments that we had i think alex hode has obviously stepped in um to help us out a couple of times he made a lovely comment and that really kind of touched me and saying it was a labor of love and that we do everything we can and and i thought that was a really nice touch so um yeah if you did send us a message we, we really really appreciate. It. And of course. Um, to all the, the judges and everything at the uh at the awards well thank you very very much and uh, we really really appreciate it and uh yeah we are really really chuffed if we didn't know we'd have probably gone now wouldn't we yeah probably yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're again, it's
4: difficult though with work and things but no absolutely um buzzing as the kids say with that so it's really great so that really um But, uh, uh, you know, stepping, you know, will put me in a really good mood. So it was uh, really good. So thanks for everybody for the kind comments and, you know, and the the, well done to um, Berkshire in football. Um, We've got a lot more followers than us on Twitter. So, um, but they've got, that's been going for a while. So really pleased. They've got a
0: website as well, haven't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't got that, mate. We haven't got time for that. So, um, but there's plenty of other good websites out there so you can look at. So, but no, please. And I have to say, the listeners here, our numbers are really good. John, I think, this season really we don't give out our numbers but from we're no, really ha- they're not, they're not
0: exactly they're not exactly a secret you can find them quite easily but yeah the yep. uh, the, the the numbers for this season have been incredible and uh, you know we really really do appreciate it I, there, there is a way where i can find out how many total listens we've had um over the past uh, since we've been doing it so uh, it's always uh, it's, it's it's always quite something um, when i do find those stats but um yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing. We, we, we seem to have found our, our niche this season, I suppose, mate. And uh, the num- I mean, the numbers are twice what they were, to, even two years ago, I think. Yeah. So we really, really yeah. have, yeah. Um, you know, we really have gone in the right direction. And, and, you know, without our listeners, this is absolutely nothing. So to every single yeah. person who's listening to these words right now, thank you so, so much.
4: And I really appreciate it. And, well, I know you've written a script, but I do we're going off script here. And that's brought about a sponsor, John.
0: You mentioned it in the first part. Yes, we have got a new sponsor, and in fact, we're going to hear from our sponsor uh, right now. So, uh, Nick Cunningham made contact with Matt about getting involved with the show, and um, here he is. So, he's going to tell you a little bit about his business and, and his love for non-league football. So, here is our new sponsor, Nick Cunningham.
5: Basically, uh, we're a relatively small plumbing heating company and bathrooms in Sandwich in Kent, obviously, and... Um, but where probably about 10 years ago, I was sort of larger, 15, 16 engineers. I sort of cut back over the years and got a team of eight engineers, um, still traditional plumbers. I have one chap who just goes around. There's like basic ball valves, tap washers for, you know, small jobs for the little ladies, old ladies, you know, the younger than the old. Um, and then we have big um, jobs, you know, schools, big installations um, and boiler replacements daily, radiator changes, power flushes, um, non-smoking company. Um, and to be fair, all the chaps who work for me now, uh, you know, the, the, the person who's been with me the least amount of time, he's funny enough, one of Dover's ex-players, Tom Winter, um, who came and joined us sort of nine, ten years ago, um, Nicky Forster um, era, so he's with me and still with me now. Obviously not playing great standard of football now, but still playing, lovely guy. Um, and then I've got a bathroom side of the company where we do fully, you know, full installations of bathrooms, you know, 15, 20-day job bathrooms, filing, plastering, carpentry, plumbing, the electrics, I'm going to do all that in-house for myself and the team we've got. Um, still hands-on myself, not necessarily doing all the tools, but still do all the deliveries, go to the guys, customers. I see, you know, daily if we're doing big installations, I still go around daily. Um, yeah, just keep well involved. I'm the person who answers the phone all the time. Um, yeah, so, you yeah, enjoy it and I spare it, really. Just, a you know, a local firm, but we do cover south-east. I mean, my former lives in Gillingham. Tom's in Ashford. Guys in Deal, Sandwich, and Dover, so we cover a fair area. Um, we've got yeah, a large, large customer content really now. So yeah, that's, that's about it really. Just a plumbing, eating and, and bathroom company really. And uh,
4: well, just what, what, what do you love about non-league football, particularly, um, the one in Ken?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it is? I was, I was I'm a, a young, the youngest child of a family of four, um, and like my, both my brothers were into. They played Sunday league football and Saturday league football in Pinchback near Spalding, Lincolnshire, where I was brought up. And there's a, there's a six-year-old brother. They took me every Saturday and Sunday to watch them. Um, it was just non-league football, and that's where I got the buzz from it, really, and enjoyed it. And just carried on following it. I'm a bit of a staffed out, probably not quite selfish, as good as you and John, but I really love the football, non-league football, and just, yeah, I just really enjoy it. I, I, I was a Leeds United fan, believe it or not. Still follow them greatly, but obviously non-league football now, since I moved to sort of this area about... 25, 26 years ago, went to watch the first Dover game, funny enough, it was Cheltenham in the semi-final, uh, the trophy, very first game, yeah. I just lived, moved here about a month earlier, went to watch that, and then started watching Dover regularly, um, and then it went from there really, watched Deal a little bit then as well, but more Dover, um, just like grassroots football, and uh, you know, just really enjoy it, follow it, it's, it's true to the game, um, fans are great, you interact well. Obviously, you don't get everything you want sometimes, and you wish you had a bit more money like some other clubs. But um, yeah, I just generally like it, really. And then just got a great affection for Dover Athletic and been following them ever since. Sponsored them quite a bit. One, you know, a couple of years ago, did a lot of sponsoring and did a lot for the, you know, as you probably know, did sponsored coaches and, you know, <laughs> This and that for the football club, that helped Jake and Chris out a lot of the time, and yeah, just got a great affinity to Dover Football Club, really. Yeah. Um, and non league football as well, in general, you know, like you said, um, I think John said in his podcast or your podcast last week, when John was mentioning better the journalism, he, he didn't want to be a cut and paste sort of journalist. He, he wanted to see, go and do a proper, you know, interview and talk to people rather than just, you know, write down somebody else's put in a magazine, really. That's like me. I'd go I watch any non league football quite happily, yeah, you know, if Dover away I'll go and watch somebody else local or once upon a time we used to go and watch Dover all over the country. And um, when my little boy was a couple of months old, he's took into Barrow for the first game and nobody knew anything about mm-hmm. it and, and we used to make weekends of it really. So yeah, just just genuinely got an affinity for non league football as well as, yeah, EFL one two in Premiership really.
0: Well it's nice to hear Matt of someone who uh, is is a fan of non league football in Kent and, and and the way that he fell in love with it, having just moved down here um, and getting involved with, with, with watching Dover Athletics, absolutely fantastic.
4: Yeah, I've, I've known Nick you know, for a couple of years, really. I sort of thought you see him at games, away games, and he's always um, a really nice chap. And he came up to me on Saturday and said, you know, would you like to like, sponsor the pod? And we had a quick chat, and you know, I didn't. We didn't need to bring anybody else in. We sort of shook on it, and great to have him on board. So yeah, if you all your plumbing needs, uh, you might even have Tom Winter turn up at your house. And if you know non-league football, Tom Winter is a A real character. Um, uh, Yeah, great. Really pleased to have him on board. And uh, we'll give him plenty of publicity. And if you need any plumbing in the South East Kent area, he's the man to go to.
0: Yeah I don't think Tom Winter's been a guest on this show but I do remember him sticking his head out of the dressing room at Margate and trying to put off someone who I was interviewing I think it was funny Colin um, but yeah g- uh, great lad Tom Winter and, and it just kind of ties in really really well and, and we do really really appreciate it and obviously if you have any plumbing needs and you're in the sandwich area uh, then Nick is your man uh, and so yeah we're, we're delighted to be involved with him and, and thank him very much.
4: Yeah exactly and no, uh, no in a Compared to the other sponsorship, it's a record sponsorship deal for us as well, isn't it?
0: (laughs) It really, really is. Um, And do you know what? Nicky is getting value for his money because I actually have the stats in front of me, um, which, you know, we don't often reveal them. But in total, we've had more than 76,000 listens uh, in our show. Um, And just to put it in perspective now, uh, this week, we will pass the number of listens that we had in 2020. So in, in total, we had 20,218 in 2020. And in 2021, we're on 20,127 as I speak. Right. So uh, by the time most people are listening to this, we will have surpassed that. Um, so we are... It's you fair, know, in
4: 2020, we did a show nearly every week as well.
0: We did. One yeah. of our shows had nearly 1,000 listeners, Matt.
4: Wow,
0: amazing. It's, it's just incredible. That wasn't the um, one with
4: Jim Palmer, was it? When It, when it went into meltdown with the National League.
0: Uh, it may well have been that one yeah, yes yeah. hang on uh, but yeah uh, that's,
4: uh, no, that's that's amazing isn't it so that really is great so but we, you know we're really happy with the numbers and we really do it, again you know if you're listening to this please spread the word you know um, it, 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 again whatever you're driving or whatever you can put it on the in your car or just just, and please communicate with us as well it'd be great it's great to hear from you so uh, yeah brilliant thank you very much right, yes. second prize and, and I'll you Piers Morgan because you were querying we didn't actually win well but, I, I just
0: said that yes it I, and it is a fantastic achievement and I'm delighted but you said are you going to change the twitter bio and I I was cautious of using the phrase award winning podcast because technically did we win the award right. that's my only question In my eyes we did Right okay that's fine then so w- we well, are an said, well I, no, podcast. we can win but you know Our name was mentioned and we got,
4: uh, he did send me the video when they mentioned it and the the bloke, I I don't really know who he is, gave us a round of applause because there's a lot of noise there but he, he, he seemed to pick it up so
0: fair play to him. Yeah, we've done really well. I'm sorry about this uh, self-indulgent start to this show, but uh, you know, needs must and all that. But yes, thank you to Nick. Thank you to the judges. uh, And let's move on and do what we're actually seemingly quite good at. It's our 187th episode this week. And again, a bit of a learning curve for me, this one. It's not a fluffy number in the late 180s. Oh, no, no. Uh, Instead, it's code for murder, especially in America. as section 187. Often referenced in Stanger's 187 of the California Penal Code, it defines the crime of murder. As to that end, there was a 1997 film called 187, which was the first top billed starring role for Samuel L. Jackson, who played a Los Angeles teacher caught up with gang trouble in an urban high school. There's lots of songs as well. Uh, Apparently, was that,
4: whole, that, the, that wasn't the song with the Gangsters Paradise, was it? No, that was from the film
0: Gangsters Paradise.
4: Oh, right, right, right,
0: right, 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 right. Well, clearly they we mixed the and off. That
4: exactly like the other one. Yeah,
0: no, but uh, yeah. So 187 is uh is, is not a good thing apparently. So uh, let's hope this episode uh, is 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 better than death.
4: Well, I I, I do like watch a lot of American dramas, so I can also say when we're watching it when they say 187, I can say to the wife, well, oh, that means murder, and she'll be, probably be impressed that I've learned something from the Kenton Lee podcast. Do
0: you think she'll be more impressed by that than she was when he told her about our award, or was she impressed? Uh, no, she
4: was she, she she no she was pleasantly surprised that we got an award. Probably because I was so disappointed with with that other ones we had been up for, we didn't get anywhere. But she, well what she was I was in bed and I did wake her up and say we, well, because I was quite excitable, uh, that um that we'd what that we'd we won, we got second prize. But she was very pleased, so she's very proud of, proud of her husband.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear that. All right, let's talk football then, and we can only start with a heartbreaking week for folks in Victor. The upshot is that they are not in the FA Cup first round, but my word, they ran Eastly quite close twice after racing into a 3-0 lead in Hampshire they were eventually denied by the last kick of the game that's a replay at the Fulix on Tuesday night this time Victor came back from 2-0 down even despite a red card for Josh Vincent only to lose in extra time Matt was at that second game and after it was all over he spoke to new folks and goalkeeper Alexis
1: Andre yeah obviously concede the goal last minute again it's very like disappointed but um, I think we should be proud of us we show that we can play against a side of National League you know we are two league below, so, you know, we have uh, nothing to, to be angry about and, obviously, we can take this to Saturday and, obviously, to push in the league to be top of the league. The spirit and the desire down to 10 men, 2-0 uh, down, and it's it a real credit to the side today. Yeah, I think we was dominated the game when it was 11 v 11 and, obviously, it was very hard for us at 10 against this side. of. It's a, They are pretty good, you know, they have a good technique, so... Um, yeah we're just going to move forward and all the guys right now are like excited for Saturday to to move on you know we are happy of our game
4: Uh, what was it like in the dressing room because you know the the applause you got from the players is there a little bit of disappointment in there
1: or just proud of what you've achieved well today we are very proud because we we play very good for like 120 minutes you know Um, and obviously Saturday last game was very like disappointed because we didn't what was the feeling like on Saturday it was horrible like um, we didn't play for 45 minutes on the second, second half, you know, and we conceded again last last minute. So this time was very hard. But today, like we are happy of our game, and we give it all. So we got we got nothing to to be angry about.
4: Big game against Saturday against Kingston in the league. Just
1: over 90 minutes, they haven't lost the game this season. So that's
4: yeah. something to build on.
1: Yeah, the, exactly. So we're just going to take the positive of this, of this game, you know, and to bring it up on Saturday and to show our quality again. Yourself personally, you've come into the side with Tim Roberts being injured. You made some good saves again today. You seem to have settled in. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling good with this team, and I'm just trying to help this team to to get where they belong. So, yeah, I'm happy with what I'm doing, and I'm, hopefully I can keep going like this. And what's the hope? Get promotion out of this division. Well, this is what they, the club want. I think the fans want it as well, and I think they got the quality here to, to do it. So, we're gonna push it for it. Talk about the fans as well. 1,200 today. They made some real noise and get you back into the game. Yeah, see why we need it and they turn up for us, you know. So, yeah, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and yourself, you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm just gutted for them, Matt, but what an effort they put in over 210 minutes. Were you impressed with how they played on Tuesday?
4: Yeah, absolutely magnificent, folks. Then. Absolutely magnificent. They have got some very good players there. Scott Hurd, great engine, great goal, really, you know, I love a midfielder who can carry and run with the ball and plenty of energy. He was excellent. Paxman, Alfie Paxman, very good player. Very good. He had Josh Hare on toast throughout the game. And Josh Hare's no mug at that level. Really good um, left winger, Paxman. Um, quite slight, but you know he's got the ability to go past players. Just the spirit and the character. too. And when we mentioned the goalkeeper. I thought the goalkeeper, you know Tim Roberts, um, is a good goalkeeper. The- Andre has come in. He looks a really good shot stopper as well. And, you know, folks that haven't lost a game in 90 minutes this season, which is an unbelievable fact. Um, and they were very unlucky. They, yeah, very unlucky not to force at least penalties against the East League. So they we sort of run out of steam at the end with the energy we've got to 10 men. But, yeah, really magnificent performance. And a brilliant night at Cheriton Road. Fantastic support behind the goal. Um, I think it's the, the cricket ground end lovely open terrace and that was rammed and they were making so much noise and a, a club on the up is focusing in Victor and Neil Cogley who has seen it all before and I think he was probably quite emotional afterwards of what he'd seen there because commitment and a desire of his team you cannot take it away. Arguably they could should have won the first game when they were 3 it up but you no know, Eastleigh are a decent side as, uh, as I've seen earlier in this season so but absolutely magnificent and I, I, I was gutted for them because they definitely deserve penalties but you know folks not Will be at the right end of the national, uh, right end of the promote trying to get promotion to the National League South, and they perform like that. And the players they've got, who I think could probably play at a higher level, they're going to be successful.
0: I think the best thing about you can say about folks and Victor was obviously on Saturday, they raced into that three goal lead, uh, and then by all accounts, they missed some chances to make it to, to make the tie safe, and then they were pegged back with the last kick of the game in the 95th minute. And anyone would have looked at that and thought, well, that's their chance gone. Eastley will, will, will sort them out. And then they were 2-0 down on Tuesday night. But they just kept going and going and going. And, and you can only say that that is a fantastic effort. And it shows just what they've got about them.
4: Yeah, I thought that particularly, you probably summed it up, the goal for the equalising goal. Scott Hurd, who had I mentioned earlier, plenty of energy in midfield. Ball over the top. He ran in onside. And it's a quality finish into the corner of the net. They had a couple of chances again to, to go on and win it, but it would be urged on by that fact, the support? Um, yeah, I think um, they, they should be really, really proud of them. You know, I had to do, speak to uh, Ben Strevens afterwards for Radio Silent as well, and he was gushing over Folkestone and said, you know, you know, we've got out of jail here and the commitment and the desire of, of the opposition. he said that, um, you know, he expects them to get promoted to International South. And he was shocked by the quality of their team. Which, which is you take as praise as well. He said he had them watch, but he didn't really think they were going to be that, the, the quality they had. So they were lucky. Um, again, The blessing in disguise, folks didn't go through. The draw was pretty appalling. Bournemouth, nobody wants to go to Bournemouth, let alone on the FA Cup first round day. So apart from that, but, you know, team of the season so far, I would probably say folks in Victor in Kent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Elsewhere in the FA Cup, Dover continue to charm the nation's casual watchers as their replay at Town was postponed on Tuesday night. The Whites are drawn 1-1 with the Southern Premier League Division South side. On Saturday, when they got to Gloucester on Tuesday night, the floodlights conked out. It was agreed that the game could not kick off after 8.30pm, but when power was eventually restored at 8.34pm, the referee got dispensation to start the game. But after consulting his players, Andy Hessenthaler and Dover said it was not to be. Uh, the game is now going to be played next Tuesday instead. Matt, have you got any comments on that at all?
4: Um, firstly, Dover were lucky not to get knocked out on Saturday. Um, Yate yeah, had chances, Yate yeah, with a better team. Um, the only bonus is uh, we're still in the cup competition and I can go to Southend a week on Tuesday because I wasn't going to go on Tuesday. But I, I, again, basically, it's he said, she said sort of situation. Yate blaming Dover. Dover's saying right, the referee said it was off. It was off from there. But um, it will be a tasty game on Tuesday if bloodlight's permitting.
0: I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I know you've got sources down at Dover and everything. And as you say, he said, she said, I don't think anyone's covered themselves in in any sort of glory. Um, I mean, I would look at it from a point of view of if Dover have made all the effort to go down that way, then there's there's a very good reason why they've not played, isn't there?
4: Yeah, well, yeah. we would figure that the game. If you're not going to be starting off, you could be finished the game at midnight. I know they got back about half two, I think, anyway, on Tuesday. But yeah, again part of me stands in this Yate are blaming Dover but Yate yeah, you've got to you know you've got to have your floodlights working for a start well, I don't want to, I'm don't i not going to get involved in slate Yate from this sort of thing I was, I thought they were pretty unlucky on Saturday not to win so um, we'll go on Tuesday um, a home tie against Yeovil again it's not a home tie against Sheffield Wednesday so we'll see what we can do and hopefully it, it, it'll be an interesting night down at Yate I am not thought, thought from either things and um like to be a fly on the wall in the um there i think when when people come in so it would be interesting but do will live to fight another day but arguably they should have been knocked out
0: yeah have you seen the oval penalty by the way the the steward on the head
4: yeah yeah i did see that yeah yeah so that's on social media yeah that must have been one of the worst penalty shoots ever because it was it 2-1 or something
0: (laughs) something like that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Um, just finally on, on Yate, by the sounds of what I heard on, on Radio Kent on, on my way home on Saturday, uh, they sounded like they were uh, just the sort of team that you probably would really, really like.
4: Um, yeah, I did. I think they were good. They had some good players, very good players. Of course, Dover um, all sorts of problems. Dover gave away a sloppy goal again. Uh, Miller got the equaliser. Um, they had a good midfielder. Again, I like midfielders who drive with the ball and always looking to move and have one of them... And they they were inches away at the final minute, but shot from the edge of the penalty area. Um, that went in after Rita Johnson came on and then was completely sent off. He looks way off the pace, Rita Johnson, at that level. You know, and played since the first game of the season. Um, so yeah, I I will keep an eye out for Yate. But that, again, we've seen when cup competitions against lower leagues option, as I expected, there are players there who were probably playing level below where they should be. And they cause Dover sorts of all sorts of problems. So, could go either way there, really. I suppose from a Yate point of view, I suppose Yeovil's not far from them, is it? Uh, it's, a, it's a couple
0: of hours' trek. Oh, right. Oh, right. So, all right, all right, so. It's not a it's derby by any stretch, I imagine. All oh, right,
4: that's all right. Well, um, yeah. So, if you win, well, it, it could go either way. Dover aren't playing this weekend, so they should it gives them a good ten day break to get a few players fit. And if they get the better players fit, they might have a chance to do them in the replay. And if you do, it could be um, get in and get out fast if you come away with the uh, with into the first round.
0: Yes, uh, Bromley did make it through as they beat Hungerford and will now travel to face League One Rotherham. Ipswich uh, also have a trip to sorry
4: the cracking cracking tie for Bromley at Rotherham. Cracking. Yeah. I'd like go to that ground. Yeah, that, that, if I was Rotherham, I'd probably be scared for that one.
0: Uh, and Ipswich also have a trip to the Football League side heading up to East London to face Leighton Orient as a reward for their win over Hampton and Richmond uh, but Dartford are out being on the end of a good old fashioned upset uh, the National League South leaders beating 3-1 at AFC Sudbury in what by all accounts was a pretty bad tempered affair uh, a real shame uh, for Dartford as, as I bet they'd have quite fancied their chances against Colchester United as well
4: Yeah it was a real shock that I saw they were leading at half time and I couldn't believe it. Sudbury went in Tom Bonner sent off Left to concentrate on the league, but from what I gather, Steve King wasn't a happy man after that. I know he made a few changes to the team, didn't he? But, you know, the first round of the Cup is important. You know, you think all the hard work was done by beating Maidstone in the previous round. You know, I, th- I would have thought a lot of people expected them to beat Sudbury. So a bit of a shock as well. And even worse, when you saw the, de- the, t- the tie come out of Sudbury. Was that on the telly, that one? They haven't chosen it for the telly, they?
0: Yes, they have, yeah. it's on the uh, telly,
4: yeah. yes. Along That's- with the rubbish under ones.
0: Oh, Sheffield Wednesday against Plymouth is an absolute scandal of a tie to be put on television, if you ask me. It's absolutely shocking. And that's the only tie. ITV are back. Uh, That's the only tie that's on the main ITV channel. All the other ITV ties are on ITV4, which I don't have a problem with because in this day and age, almost everyone has access to ITV4. But Sheffield Wednesday against Plymouth. And to make matters even worse, it's like 12 o'clock on Sunday lunchtime. So Plymouth supporters have got to get up there for that time on a Sunday, I think it's an appalling television choice. And as I said I said before, the FA should put a clause in these deals saying you must show games where lower league teams are at home to higher level opposition. And I'm not having the fact that Sheffield Wednesday have had a bit of a poor start and Plymouth are above them in the league. It's not good enough. There should be non-league teams on the television, not Sheffield Wednesday against Plymouth. I,
4: I have to say, Dagenham and Redbridge v Salford, I can't even see the, the, the point of that, and I think St. Albans against Forest Green. There was, other, I think, there was other Kingsley and against Walsall should have been chosen, for, but yeah, but yeah, but we, we have this argument all the time, mate. I, you know, I'd, I'd,
0: yeah, it's like man I'd, shouts at cloud, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, otherwise, good. Basically, Bromley against Rotherham was a good tie. Absolutely going to a late Norian great tie for the fans to get jump on the train there and go. So, um. I'm sure they'll take a few in numbers, but if they can get draws there, I'm sure they've got a chance on ITV8 or whatever it will be in the uh, the (laughs) replays.
0: Absolutely. Um there was some National League South action on Saturday, and it's back-to-back wins for Peter Taylor at Welling as they overcame Braintree, and he will have his eye on a hat-trick this weekend when they travel to face bottom of the table Hemel Hempstead Town this weekend. At uh, Dartford, don't play until Monday when they face a Chelmsford City side who also had a stinking FA Cup result. Uh, well, on Saturday, Tames Angels travel to Billericay, Epps Fleet are away to Eastbourne Borough, Maidstone United host Dorking Wanderers. More action on Tuesday as Maidstone travel to Dulwich, Fleet are at home to Braintree, and Welling are at home to Hampton and Richmond. I will be at Eastbourne against Ebbsfleet on. On Saturday. Looking forward to seeing how that one pans out actually and and, and seeing how Ebb are looking. I saw them on the opening day and I'd like to see how they're doing uh, since then.
4: Yeah, um, I think it will be a an interesting game. He's on a bit up and down. Ebbsleet form is good. Um good result in the cup competition. Be interesting to see. When's the last time you saw Ebb You seen him this season? Yeah, you know opening
0: it? day I saw them against the Tunbridge Angels.
4: Yeah. A lot to live up to because they were three and up after City o'clock, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, they were they were falling, they up after twenty seven minutes. I think. Yeah,
4: yeah, so um, yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be an interesting to see how they get on. Catch up with them. It's always good to have a bit of absolute talk on the on the program as well. I'm sure you will catch up with Damien
0: as well. So yeah, it should be a good one. I look forward to hearing your views on that. Absolutely, it should be, uh, should be good fun. In the National League this weekend, bromley travel to all the shot on Saturday and then they go to Notts County on Tuesday. While a combination of an odd number of teams and shonky floodlights in Gloucestershire mean that Dover don't play a league game in the next week. Their trip to Southend, as Matt has said, been pushed back a week to November the 2nd with their replay at Yates being played this Tuesday night. Uh, on to the league now and we start in the South East Division. In and amongst the lovely feedback we received after our award win, uh, I received a message from an unnamed manager jokingly telling me that we could have won gold if I attended and matches so I took that on board and I decided on Saturday to trot along to Lansing and see how Corinthian, managed by a friend of the show, Michael Golding, are getting on in their maiden Isthmian League campaign. And I saw an impressive professional showing by the hoops as they were 3-0 winners over the side promoted from the Southern Combination League. Uh, you might be expecting to hear from Michael Golding now, but I didn't actually see him as he was missing the game due to work commitments. I'm sure he enjoyed my updates anyway. But here is captain for the day and scorer of the third goal, midfielder Jack Mahoney. Massive pitch, you know, they're quite a good team. They move the really well.
2: Just had to work hard, and that's, you know, that's all we do, really, is run around. But three points. I think the thing is, is at, at times you were well on the back foot, but you yeah.
0: defended brilliantly, everyone.
2: Yeah, no, the back four, Josh James holding his field, aiding the keeper. Really good, shape really good. It's been coming stuff like that. Sawyer, Paul uh, Sawyer, system manager, really good defensively, coach wise, sort of got that into us, which is good. It, it looked like
0: you, it was going to be sort of a tight game and then obviously you just got two really quick goals yeah. and then I think from there on in it, it was it was looking very good for you yeah up until we actually scored they, sort of,
2: they were probably on top and then two quick goals sort of killed them yeah. a little bit and they'd never really recovered unfortunately well for them anyway <laughs> and uh, and then obviously second half penalty you, you tucked that away nicely didn't you I've, I know you've just seen a video of it <laughs> yeah no I want a bad one that one <laughs> how are
0: you finding the step up from uh, from the scaffold wins this year? Um, we had a
2: really hard start, like our fixtures, it was a bit of a baptism of fire, really. We haven't played a team in the bottom half of the league yet. This is now, actually I think these are the first time we've played in the bottom half. Um, so the first few games of the struggle, we just realised that teams are so much more clinical. Before in the league below, no respect to the league below at all, because some really good teams. If we gave them four chances, they might score one. If we give this lot, you know, two or three, they'll put two or three away. So is, yeah, that's the big Yeah, that's the main difference, just how clinical the top teams are like the Crays and the Ashfords and and the Hives and stuff like that obviously you're you're a very
0: close knit team and and everything like that and that must help you a lot because you you obviously know each other's games really well
2: yeah a lot of teams have won stuff about that but we've all known each other so long you know between six, seven, eight of us we've all played about 100 games probably together down the centre of the pitch our spines played so many games we just know each other inside out and it works I mean it's hard to break us down because we know, we know exactly what everyone's going to do we know everyone's roles It's good and how much fun
0: is that for you playing with, with your mates effectively
2: yeah it is <laughs> we sort of call, get called a bit of a pub team really just because we are all mates and we do go out on the weekends all together it's a, a bit of a weird weird situation not many teams have that I think but the fact that like we're all here to enjoy it as mates like no one gets paid we all turn up because we want to play with each other and that's it that's why I've stays uh, and the gaffer obviously I know he's not here today um, yeah, but
0: he's a big part of that isn't
2: he yeah like I played from under 18s a lot of us did and we've sort all sort of stuck around he's obviously a good manager he knows inside out he is one of our mates really
0: so you work hard for him obviously that's your third league win of the season now and I guess yep. you're finding your feet at this level and you've got a knock on now
2: yeah Also, I said it before, that we've had the start. We now know the level, like we said. Played some tough teams to begin with. We've now got to start just putting points on the board and actually getting ourselves up the table. It was a tough start, but hopefully now put a a run of games together and some wins, back-to-back wins. Now, first time this season, so hopefully a few more. You need to win at home now, don't you? Jesus, yeah. It was a bit bit weird. Our home record the last three, four years has been brilliant, so to come up and not actually win a game at home is a bit strange, but... Winds away, winds at home, doesn't matter as long as I win. And just finding out how far away was that? What, I've line? miles. <laughs>
0: that, that last last question there was about a late chance for the home side, which Jack cleared from some way behind the goal line, but which was not given. Uh, Corinthian, though, Matt, seemed to be finding their feet. Back-to-back wins, and I thought they did a job at Lansing on, on Saturday. They weathered a storm at times, and they were deadly in front of goal. I mean, in the first half an hour, they, they barely had a chance, and then they were 2-0 up. It, it, was, it was very, very impressive.
4: Yeah, was when I speak to Michael Golden, at the Folkestone game. one of his concerns was where the goals were going to come from in in matches. Um, so I think it'd be pleasing. Is that seven in the last two games? They won four, didn't they, on the previous away game? So I think that's a a, a a real benchmark they need to sort of look at it. Two two good away wins moves them up the table again. This is quite a embryonic sort of table as well because we haven't really played that many fixtures. So if they can sort the home form out, they can move into the top, you know the top half top 10 on the table which is where I think they would like to be um as the season goes on yeah I guess a a good performance what what what, first of all what was Lansing
0: like well I've been there before actually and it was funny I was I was thinking about this because um I put a tweet out saying oh it's been a long time since I've seen a a game at, at this level and um the last game I actually saw at that level was at Lansing because it was uh when Ashford were in that playoff final, that even if they'd won, they wouldn't have got promoted uh, when they lost to Horsham, who were ground sharing there. But I, I actually found it was, it was quite easy for me to get to. Nice views of, of the hills over behind, free parking, tenor to get in uh, and a good game. Lancing, Lansing, you know, they had a, a poor start to the season and it looked like they were going to be a, the, the sort of whipping boys at one stage, but they have moved up the table a little bit. Um, I thought they were a little bit toothless uh, in front of gold, to be honest. I mean, that they, Corinthian defended brilliantly. I thought both their centre halves were superb. I mean, two centre halves with man buns is not something I would normally be a fan of, but uh, Ryan Sawyer and uh, Jamie Billings were both excellent. I thought they they just defended really, really well. And as I said to Michael, I thought it was a really, really professional performance from them because that they got stuck in. uh, They've got an outlet up front uh, in Emmanuel Oyalei, and uh, he gets. You know, he he runs and runs and runs. Uh, Becker Cardambele got the second goal and, and he's useful. And I, I just thought that Corinthian looked like a side who are coping at that level. And, and you know, I do have the odd text conversation with Michael. And and he said to me the other day after that, he said, you know, we've found that it is it is different. You have to be different at, at that level. You have to look at how things are. and and, and But those back-to-back results that they've had have, have just shown that they're they're in good shape.
4: Yeah, you look at the record. So they only scored 11 goals in eight games. I mentioned seven of them have come in the last two, but they're not conceding that many. Yeah, only nine conceded in eight games. So defensively, they look, probably, you know, as you worked on it, you know, Ryan Saw has been quite an experienced player, with his dad being the sort of um, the coach. Well, he was, he was the guy sent off against... Uh, Folks in the company had quite a good game in that as well, I thought. But yeah, I, I think they're, again, it's all about expectations when they went up to the league. They were used to winning football matches and they must have built, dented their confidence a little bit when, you know, maybe games they should have won um, going in and it's got to sort the home form out. They only played three home games out of their eight as well. So yeah, I think uh, uh, be, if they had lost these back to back away games, there may have been a little bit doubt in the squad, but. It's just even from what uh, Jack said in there, that the confidence has come back and they can enjoy their night out altogether.
0: Yeah, and I must say on, on Jack Mahoney, actually, I, I enjoyed that interview. I, did, I had a good chat, I took his penalty brilliantly, uh, absolutely thundered that in. Um, but I, I've seen Corinthian play three times now and and he's one of several players that they've got there that has just impressed me every time. And I think, you know, having that sort of, that base in midfield, I, I think he's, he's a really solid player. And, and as he said there, you know, we're playing with our mates because we're enjoying ourselves and that's a key thing. Do you know what? I think that really came across on Saturday, actually, and I thought, I just thought it was a really, really solid performance. So congratulations to Corinthian and a long may it continue for them.
4: Yeah, yeah. We want this, the southeast table to be a Kemp-dominated table. So it is at the moment the likes of haste. we don't want the likes of haste with things and haywards Heath to do it. So we want the top eight, seven positions to be Kemp's base sides. I mean, I think Corinthian if they can get that confidence and get in that routine, as we've seen, as we've seen before, the second half of the season or as the season goes on, they get stronger and stronger. So I'm sure Michael will be hoping that will be the case again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, worrying news coming out of High Town this week, though, where the club have revealed that they need to find money after a backer withdrew. Uh, a statement on the Canons website revealed the news. Uh, I've picked out pretty much the key part, which says, unfortunately, with the onset of the pandemic, we lost a main source of income from an anonymous donor whose vision for the club included the possibility of developing Reachfield Stadium into a local sporting hub for the community. And despite receiving many assurances, this income has not restarted. With this funding, we could have planned a firm drive for promotion, set aside a sum for at least one season in the Isthmian Premier Division. We could also have been planning for an artificial pitch that would have allowed us to stage high-town youth games at the the stadium, as well as hiring out to other organisations. Without that funding, we have to face the fact that our present playing budget is unsustainable. Uh, The club are now pleading for interested parties to get in touch over the next three weeks. Saying so, they'll be able to maintain the current budget until then, uh, but after that, it may be up in the air, and that is worrying for, for Hive Town, isn't
4: it? Yeah, I didn't. I think, I think I read somewhere they were trying to get a 3G, but I think the chairman left in early part of the season. And there was a sort of um, you know, I was at the Folkestone Corinthian game, they were talking about they there having maybe a, a few financial difficulties. And we, you know, we don't want to lose a side again. Normally, well run, good little club down at Hyde, got you know, got Steve Watt there, who we know pretty well, who's a an ambitious man um he won't want to lose players if they have to cut budget so you're really concerning in this day and age people investing in money and infrastructure with the price of things going up may be a little bit difficult to do so yeah a bit like Canterbury hopefully it's going to be one of those things that they can they can get through and, and avoid having issues coming in the forward months so yeah disappointing to to hear from that from Hyde because you know a solidly run club over the last few years but shows what the the pandemic has done and I think at the time we expected a lot of clubs to maybe falter in this across the country we haven't seemed to have lost many but is it biting home now if you if you're not made any cut runs or crowds aren't coming back and they're a little bit wary that could be a concern for a number of clubs I would have thought maybe Hyde are one of the first ones to go public on that.
0: Yeah, and uh, Steve well, missed the game on Tuesday night as well uh, due to having some surgery. So uh, get well soon, Steve. Hope you're well. Um, we'll have a catch up soon, I am sure. Uh, Tuesday night, they were at home to Hastings United, Town, beating 3-0. Um, Sittingbourne claimed the late winner as they beat Whitsville Town 3-2 in an absolute thriller. And then on Wednesday night, it was Seven Oaks Town 2, East Grinstead nil in that division. Uh, on Saturday, Cray Valley PM drew 0-0 with Chichester. Hern Bay were one-nil winners at Hayward Heath. Hives let a two-goal lead slip as they were held by Three Bridges. Ramsgate went down 4-2 at home to Burgess Hill. Ashford won 3-0 at Sevenoaks. VCD beat nine-man Faversham 4-1 thanks to three goals in the final three minutes. And Witswell Town beat Phoenix Sports 1-0 uh, on. Saturday this week, Ashford take on Whitstable, Seven Oaks travel to Burgess Hill. Hythe go to Chichester. Corinthian are at home to Ramsgate. Faversham at home to Whitehawk. It's Hern Bay against VCD. Phoenix host Hastings, and Sittingbourne take on Cray Valley. And then on Tuesday, Corinthian at home again to Whitehawk. Cray Valley take on Hythe Town. Hern Bay go to East Grinstead. Ashford go to Hastings, and Faversham are at Lancing. So uh, some, some some big games there over the weekend, Matt.
4: Yeah, Ashford against Hastings big. That used to be a big. Boxing Day derby, didn't it? Yeah, a couple of um, good results for Cray Valley. I think Cray Valley, again, doing well. Um, sort of go under the radar a little bit, don't they, really? Um, sort of, you know, Kevin Watson doing a really good job up to second place in the division. Um, yeah, I think they'll be be delighted with that. Uh, but again, we look about home bay as well, doing very well. Some of the sides in sitting board has home form, been great, 100% record at home. He's had a cracking game in midweek. Is that a late late winner, I think, on that one. So yeah, Sittingbourne doing well. We have seen Sittingbourne a few years ago really start the season well, then falter off badly. But hopefully um, Darren Blackburn's got, the, got them going on the right thing. So signing some good players as well, Sittingbourne. So they're probably they're probably I didn't expect them to be doing so well, John. I think on that. So pleased for them down there because you know he's a passionate man, Darren.
0: He is, and he's on the list of people whose phone's are going to be ringing in the in the next couple of weeks. So uh, but, you know, they must be
4: absolutely delighted their start of the season. You know, eight games gone, 16 points in the bag. Um, yeah, and I, I, I bet the fans enjoyed that last-minute winner against, uh, against Whitstable as well. Yeah, that's, it sounded, sounded like a pr- really good game, that one.
0: Yeah, I understand that uh, there was some crowd surfing going on from the goal scorer, uh, uh, Kane Rowland, after that as well. So, yeah, it must have been, it must have been a great atmosphere out there, actually. To, and to win in that manner is absolutely superb, isn't it?
4: Kane, Kane Rowland, he's, how old is Kane Rowland? He must be mid-30s now. Nowhere near.
0: No, he's been around the houses though, hasn't he? He's been around the houses, but there's no there is no you've done oh no, you've done it. I reckon you've I done massive
4: disservice. He must have been going for ten ten years plus.
0: Yeah. Uh let me have a quick look.
4: Yeah, if he's a, yeah I think yeah. But yeah, he's, he's had some clubs, but as a as a as a as a target man and a man like that, you know, he's a good player. He maybe maybe I've done him just serving, but he's probably only about twenty eight, isn't he? But yeah, he's, been, he, he's a name in the Isthmian leagues that you have you know he's probably had a lot of clubs and he's played for a lot of teams and scored a lot of
0: goals. You haven't found it, have you? I haven't found it. I've just found one website that says he was he's two, but I don't think that's uh, right, uh, right. particularly feasible. Yeah, right, yeah. But, but no, uh, maybe I a bit, yeah, he
4: yeah he's he's a veteran at this level. I would say for the games he's played, he's probably he's played a few games for a few clubs, but still banging on banging it. And I, you know. Oh, you know what kind of striker I like, John? And Kane Rowland's one of those kind of strikers.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Kane, I would like to apologise because Matt Gerrard has said you're in your 30s and I'm absolutely convinced that you would not be so uh, if, you, if, you, if anyone does know how old Kay Molan is uh, please uh, let him know but I know strikers he've played at that level can get a bit uppity about their age just asking Ian Pullman, who was once called a veteran when he was 29 uh, yeah. anyway um, in the East Swinley Premier Division Margate beating 1-0 at Bishop Staufford in the only game involving any of our clubs at the weekend this weekend are at home to Brighton Sea Regent uh, Cray Wanderers go to Chessence and Folkestone host High Flying Kingstonian before on Tuesday and Victor go to Bognor Regis and Gate are at home to East Thurrock and you're off to gate
4: on Saturday aren't you mate? Yeah I am I'm just down the road from me just going to see Margate looking forward to that catch up with Jay Saunders um, a couple of disappointing result last week the last home game they'd lost by six didn't they so we're um, to see how they get on there Brighton and Sea did Fo- folks give them a tonk in a few this week wouldn't it five is it Brighton Yes I think, I think so
0: yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah so uh, hopefully seeing some goals um, uh, you know, catching up with Margate there and get them back on you know looking forward it. I've spoken to a few Margate fans I think they've got a good side this season I was hoping that the Lewis game was a bit of a blip because every time Lewis seemed to attack they scored that game so particularly in the second half but you're yeah, looking to I think, I think they signed a player as well I read today Margate from Leatherhead so um,
0: yes, it's, it's, I saw some wag say uh, if he can't stick a ball in the box he's first name's is Crossley isn't it Crossley yeah, Lima so,
4: Yeah. Lamar yeah. so again Jay Saunders liked to fall back one of the key things when, you, when he Margate all things he always had really good fallbacks and um, I think he spots that and yeah good pedigree at Sutton they picked him up from Leatherhead so um, see how he gets on this weekend look forward to seeing him play
0: yes into the scaffold where the uh, the Kent Senior Trophy uh, has taken well it's taken pretty much everything over the weekend but Sheppie United got the ball rolling with a 4-0 win over Tunbridge Wells uh, on Friday night. Billy Bennett scoring a hatchet there. Nearly 500 people there on Friday night as well. Uh, then on Saturday in the, in the Kent Senior Trophy it was Canterbury, Neil and Belvedere 4, Croydon, Neil Chatham Town 2, Glebe 9, Farnborough OBG nil. Holmesdale 2, Strike Force. 0. K-Sports 1, Lewish and Borough 2. Kennington 1, Deal Town 5, a hat-trick for Tom Chapman there. Uh, Lid Town 3, Kent Football United 2. Uh, Meridian VP 0, Irith Town 5, continuing their good form. Punjab United 3, Rust 4. Uh, SC Thamesmead 0, West Wickham 3. Snodland Town 0, Larkfield and High Neil Larkfield won that one 5-3 on penalties, and it was Sutton Athletic one wellingtown two uh, the game seemed continued on monday greenways beat stansfield two one uh, and then in, there was one game in the premier division on tuesday night as uh, Chatham won 2-0 at Crowborough and then back to the Senior Trophy on Wednesday where Hollands and Blair were 2-0 winners uh, at FC Elmstead. Very early days in that competition but we shall see how that pans out. Uh, this weekend the FA VAR's in focus uh, for our scaffold team. So here we go again Matt with your favourite uh, yeah. games of where are these placed On Friday night Southall against Irith and Belvedere. Uh, Saturday Chatham at home to Arlesford Town. Crawley Down Gatwick against Lordswood. It's Deal Town against Kennington. Frimley Green against Rochester United. Harefield United against Kent Football United. Hilltop against Tunbridge Wells. Holmer Green against Glebe. Holmesdale are at home to Athletic Newham. Milton United against Brydon Ropes. It's Pagham against Snodland Town. Sheppey United are at home to Forest Hill Park. And Stansfeld take on Staplehurst Monarchs. uh, In the Premier Division, it's Beerset against... Where
4: the hell is Hilltop? That is a good question. Hilltop, if you watch Walking Dead, that's one of the um, places where the, they set up camp called Hilltop. Hilltop, there's
0: They ground share place. with Hillingdon Borough, so they're over that way. They're in Combined Counties League Division 1. Um, so, yeah, they're over there. There's lots... Of, I mean, let's be honest, there's plenty of places in there that... Are, I mean, I've got quite a solid knowledge of geography, but Harefield, Holmer Green... Uh, who, who knows uh, there's also of course Beckenham Town uh, they're in the trophy this weekend as well they play uh, they're in the vase as well this weekend they play Clapton uh, i see
4: tr- Beckenham Town signed my mate Joe Healy
0: yes they've signed a lot of players this week actually Beckenham uh, they junior 0-0 with Walton and Hersham on Saturday I understand they were disappointed not to get all three points in that top of the table clash in the combined counties league but yeah four or five signings including Joe Healy and Joe Healy's a, a, a nice, very man. very good player isn't very he?
4: good player very good player yeah very good. he had a good job I don't know what he does but good job in the city that couldn't stop him playing but when he when he played for Maidstone what well, he played for Welling he was class um Dover pitched him for Maidstone but he was good for Dover as well I really liked him yeah so and he's only 34 still so probably um older than um Kane Rowland but can still be <laughs> in-
0: Absolutely. So yes, uh, there's also some games in the uh, Premier Division on Saturday: uh, Bicester against Iwerne Town, Crowborough against Canterbury City, and Wellingtown against Holland's and Blair. Uh, in the First Division, Chesterton Hook take on Lid Town. That's the long. Oh, that must be the longest trip in the division. That one. Uh, strike Strikeforce against Lewisham Borough. Greenways against Larkfield and New Hythe, Sutton Athletic against Croydon and Westside against FC Elmstead. And then on Tuesday night. Uh, Beeston against Steel Town in the Premier Division, along with Hollands and Blair against Chatham, a bit of a Medway Derby. Sheppey United at home to Kennington, uh, also should be a good game in the First Division game as well. Stansfeld at home to SC Thamesmead. Uh, be good to get back to some actual scaffold League action, Max. We haven't had a lot of it lately, have we?
4: No, I was looking at the fixtures and there um, on the Saturday game games. I suppose more midweek is that when it when it counts really. Both Deal, Chatham and Sheppey being in action, really, the sides at the top of the table. That win for Chatham in the midweek. I didn't realise it was a league game Has put them up to fourth place. So what I do like, top five, all separated by a point, certain teams have games in hand. It's, you look at Chatham, apart from that sheep defeat against Sheppey, they've won every single game. Um, yeah, scoring goals on the teams at the top. Will that be the top five now, John, do you think? Anybody else can come into play there?
0: Oh, I think everything Belvedere. Everything like, Belvedere can't. Everything Belvedere can't be ruled out. I mean, they're five oh, points behind true. Deal, but they've got two games in hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so so tight at the, at the at the top there. And I think that top six are pretty much where they're going to be. I mean, Holmesdale seventh. They play fourteen games, which is five more uh, than Irith and Belvedere above them. And you look at those. The the top five have all won nine games. That some mm. of them have played twelve. Some of them have played ten. Some have played eleven but they've all won nine games. And, and then on the flip side of that, you look at the bottom of the table and the bottom three have all won one and the three above them have all won two. So there is, I said this before, there is very much a divide uh, in the scaffold Premier Division this season. There is the top half and the bottom half and there's a few teams floating around in the middle. But I think those top, that top six I think they're they're going to be there or thereabouts and it's going to be those results when they play each other yeah you know Glebe against Chatham Glebe against Sheppard United they're big games you know and, and that that's going to be a go a long way to it and and obviously you can't rule out Irith Town you have had a fantastic start um obviously they they were well beaten at Glebe when I saw them uh very early in the season but that you know that they've hit a brilliant run of form so well done to them uh, and their youth team as well playing Portsmouth as it's just fantastic for them. Brilliant. Uh, a club that's really, really going places. And then of course you've got Deal Town uh, on an absolute run as well. We've Only conceded six goals in eleven games in the scaffold. I think Steve King deserves a medal for that.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it was a good result against. I know the cup game last week. And they've got Kennington again, a double header against Kennington. And Kennington, you know, eighth in the table. So, um, you know, shows the quality of Deal at the moment. But yeah, we could do it some. We could do it three or four weeks of just league action, John, just to sort of our appetite a bit we you know we're not you know these cup competitions are are okay but now we want we want to run of in november if we can just play a lot of um league games it will really
0: spice up the competition absolutely uh, finally this week then on the football we've got something a little bit different football does have a bit of a reputation for being a male orientated sport but here in 2021 it's a much more inclusive place so one woman from kent is hoping to ensure that football does not become closed off to her fellow females. Uh, Charlotte Richardson has worked in football for many years and has set up Eighth Wonder, which aims to explore opportunities for women to work in professional and semi-professional football. Uh, this weekend, there is an event aimed at 14 to 20-year-old girls who may want to get involved in the game. And last week, Matt spoke to Charlotte all about it.
3: Yeah, thanks for, for having me on, Matt. There, This is our third development day as part of the Eighth Wonder programme in collaboration with the Kent Football Association. We've held the event before in the past and the premise is basically that we put on a development day for young women aged between 14 to 20 years old and we just showcase different careers within the game. We we don't focus on playing, it's all about those kind of off-the-field roles from physiotherapy to marketing and media, general management and so on and we had two really successful days pre-COVID and now that things are you know, going back to normal, we wanted to do another event in person for that age group. We've been doing some other bits and pieces within the game as well. But um, yeah, going back to delivering that sort of event. And we've been really, really fortunate because Bromley Football Club have wanted to get involved and their amazing community trust have thrown their support behind it. So we're taking it to another part of the county. We're going sort of north up to the county, which is incredibly exciting. And I'm just really looking forward to the day.
4: I think you you said you formed this back in 2016. Do you know sort of the growth of how many women are working in football since since that point? You know, know, I've been watching football for a long time and you are seeing more females in the game, which is absolutely fantastic. Do you you know, has it increased in that time, do you feel?
3: Definitely. I mean, 2016, it feels like a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Um, So much money has been put into the game, which is really important because obviously funding enables from the grassroots up to the elite professional game, it, it raises the standards. And I think we've seen a lot more visibility in terms of the elite end of the women's game and um, the Lionesses, the England Lionesses have been doing very well. And obviously we've got Euro 2022 coming up being hosted in this country, which is incredibly exciting. And I guess the reason why I set up Eighth to back then was because I'd been working in football for probably three or four years and and there wasn't a lot of women around and and I think that is slowly creeping up more slowly than what we're seeing in terms of the playing side which is why it's fantastic to be able to do events like this to just shine a bit of a spotlight on it and when we've hosted development days in the past it's been really eye-opening because there's a lot of young women that come to the the days and they they just don't realize that there are such roles as being a football analyst or being a physiotherapist or That actually you can look after the commercial arrangements, you can work with sponsors and brands, all these exciting opportunities that perhaps um, over the years just haven't been pushed necessarily towards women and girls. But now that visibility is growing, we're seeing more women in the game, more visibility female leaders leading organisations. We're really fortunate that um, Denise Richmond, who is the head of the, the Kent FA, she's the chair of the Kent FA, she's also chair of the Skeffal League, and Kelly Discipline, who's chair of the Ishmian League. They're both attending the event as well. So these young women can see that there's a role for them. And actually, when you have those leaders at the top, championing women and girls, it just makes it more diverse and accessible. So there's definitely momentum, and I just think it's really important that we keep it up because actually, when you have more women and girls involved in your football club and your setup, that's brilliant because you're you're reflecting your local community. And as we know, community and, and football clubs, when they go hand in hand, often that leads to you know a really successful, good vibe around the club.
4: Yeah, do, you, do you do you feel that um, clubs are, are more than you know? You know, football has been sort of classed as a, you know, back in the day, the sort of sexist industry. It doesn't really matter what sex you are. If you can do a job, I think football clubs are getting more around to that. People like Bromley are brilliant in the community. I've got that with the people behind the swords, you know, the commercial manager, Emma, as well. So that must be pleasing for you that clubs are, you know, moving out of the dark ages, if I can say it that way.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Emma is actually coming along to the, the day next week as well, which I'm really looking forward to. I think perhaps again there's there's still stereotypes there's still stigma um around I'd be you know I'd be lying to you if I said that I, d- I don't I don't I definitely experience that every now and then but it's certainly more rare and I think a lot of research has been done into it as well in terms of not just necessarily football but diversity across any sector if you have diversity and if you're representative of the communities you serve or the customers you serve you are going to be more successful and I've certainly felt when I've sat in board meetings in football clubs where I might be the only woman, I will make a suggestion or perhaps approach the subject that's on the on the agenda slightly differently and actually often very differently to the men around the table and that is good because that view is then being incorporated into the discussions, it's being considered and then the football club is is getting better advice as well in the process and that's something definitely in recent years i've found really great you've got that experience and people want to listen to your opinion whereas perhaps in the past there was very very small-minded um approaches to how women could be involved in the game it was perhaps shoehorned into being the tea lady or other roles like that which again are really really important roles and significant but they're not the only things and they're not the only ways that women can contribute to the game
4: yeah uh, so if if you know i've got two young daughters myself if they go on to this a bit young for this but 14 to 20 year olds they're just going to get an overall view of marketing of a club physiotherapy there's more sort of roles that could be involved in football and it's in half term as well so there's if you're if you are young um school age it's perfect opportunity isn't it
3: yeah because i often get asked why why that age range and 14 in particular because when you are, when you're 14, you begin to think about your GCSEs options and so on. And it just felt like a really good opportunity to just showcase careers. I think for me, a real motivation was the absence of of such schemes and programmes and investment. When I was growing up, I think I was literally like 18 when I heard like Jackie Oatley on the BBC for the first time, I I literally didn't think women worked in football. And whereas now, I guess I take it as a bit of a responsibility to try and promote the fact that there are lots of different careers and that people are so generous with their time in football and particularly the Kent non-league football community and we've been so lucky that Bromley, Matt Hall, Jeff Hutton, and um, who's the physio there are all wanting to be a part of the day. Andy Woodman bumped into him and he was really like supportive as well and the idea being that if that little seed gets planted at a young age and you're given the support then the world is your oyster and you can achieve absolutely everything you want to be. I think my career in football wasn't necessarily the most fluid or easy because the pathway wasn't there. So this is literally about creating a pathway for young women um, to have careers, but not only paid jobs, volunteering as well, because as we also know, and I'm sure lots of listeners involved with non-league clubs and grassroots clubs, we need volunteers to operate on a day-to-day basis to ensure that our clubs, our leagues, can operate not just now but in the future. So sustainability is really important as well.
4: Yeah, I have to say, uh, uh, you know, example, and maybe not these the, the three ladies who refereed the England game. That must do absolutely wonders for women's football in the game as well. Do you think?
3: Absolutely. I have used the word a lot, but it's visibility yeah. and having that visibility for your daughters, for young women, and for young men as well, and yeah. um, to see that football is a space for everyone and that actually, if you are good enough. You will be given the opportunities that's the really really important thing the nepotism the networks of of how football used to operate i think those have been broken down over the years for the benefit of everyone by the way not just women and um, people from different backgrounds ethnicities and so on but that is a big moment and moments like that are happening more often which is really really pleasing to see and seeing women be appointed into roles alex scott obviously is the host of football focus even you know being able to go on the radio myself sometimes and um I see like there's I had something the other day where a little girl was like watching what I was doing and the dad was like, oh who are you working for and I had a conversation with them and and um I guess there's still that element of of surprise a little bit um but actually those opportunities are there and, and that's what 8th Wonder is is there to promote really and we, we constantly will champion the role that women and girls can play in football.
4: So if people want to go uh uh, next week it will be. Now, um can you
3: tell how they can get in contact with you and where they can sign up? Yeah, absolutely. So we are still taking on um places. I think we've got, well, we have got over about forty young women turning up. So it's going to be a really, really good buzz in the room. But we have got a website: www.8wonderprogram.com. We're also on social media: eight um, underscore wonder. Eight is the handle. Just if anyone is interested in the program, yeah, just follow us and, and get in touch. Um, the website does have information about the development day and the sign up link to come along as well and it would just be a really fantastic opportunity for anyone who is listening that wants to attend themselves if they fall within that age range or perhaps maybe have a daughter a niece and um, a young woman a young player in their football club who they know is, is really interesting and just loves football and wants to you know find a productive way to spend the friday of their half term really interesting chat that matt and, and in kent we certainly have some fine female
0: role models don't we?
4: Well, absolutely! I think we've got a few physios um, out there, and Charlotte and, and Emma at Bromley as well. And I think this is an event that so I think it's next Friday or, or Friday of half term, which is next week. People get involved, in and what, what I gather, a lot of people who are, um, are going along to it, doing it at Bromley, Bromley probably king of the community in their area, um, trying to get people involved in football. And, and I, you know, we've all seen it, John, since. We've been watching it, The more females are coming in and want to get involved and a lot of media, like people in the um, National League, I speak to a females as well and they're knowledgeable and they love the game as well and I think it's absolutely fantastic that Charlotte's doing this to get people involved because, you know, I'd love for my daughter to get involved in football. She loves her football watching Dover, even though it's not much fun at the moment, but she, she would like to get involved as well and I think events like this can get them more confident of how you get involved in clubs and always looking for volunteers clubs and I'm sure if you're female and you listen to this part and you want to get involved in football have a get involved with Charlotte and even talk to somebody at your local club because they'll take you on board and you'll really enjoy it because you get on that ladder in football you don't know where it's going to take you.
0: No, absolutely. And, and as you say, there are some great people. Obviously, Denise at the, at the schedule yeah, and, and the Ken so, FA yeah. uh, is, a, is is fantastic. And, and the the physios that you see knocking around the place, um, like Ali, who was at Cray Wanderers last season. I know she's at Barking now, but, you know, pe- people like that are, are the, the lifeblood of clubs and... and it it feels like something we shouldn't be having to say but it doesn't really matter if you're a man or a woman and if you want to do these roles in in 2021 uh, and it shouldn't matter so if you are listening to this and and you'd love to get involved uh, even if you're out of the age range that this event's for I'm sure that Charlotte would be only too happy to to hear from you and and you heard the details there uh, about how to get in touch but Eighth Wonder uh, is the thing that's been set up and and fair play to Charlotte she she puts a lot of effort into that doesn't she? Mm -hmm.
4: Oh brilliant yeah Charlotte is um really heavily involved in a lot of Kent football from a lot of clubs big at Margate um, yeah, um highly respected Charlotte and i'm I'm glad it's working out for her and hopefully um more ladies can get involved and again if you want a role model in Kent football speak to Charlotte, cause she'll she'll put you on the right thing and hopefully get more um, ladies involved in the
0: game. Yeah, absolutely that's pretty much it for the for the football chart one tonight, mate it really is, yeah. It's been. Uh, it was partly my fault because my computer took how long to yeah, yeah. to restart, but um, yeah, it, it had a rough day. it had been busy, so uh
3: All those
0: interviews we've been doing this week, John. Yeah, I know it's tough, isn't it? We we exactly. well, we can't we can't rest on our laurels now, can we?
4: Well, sorry, no. We want to. We well, we want to win the big G, as old Daley Thompson said last time. So, um, from that. but no, yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it gets the you know. It, Sometimes you know it can be when we do these things. You know we're all working. i have got to do the pod, but when you get a reward like that, you don't I don't mind staying up till six minutes past eleven on a Thursday night uh, doing it. But it's it's great fun and it, it's something as Hody said. It's it's a labour of love, but I absolutely love it and it's it's a great thing. I've, you know, well I, I, I'm patting myself on the back, John, last Thursday because it was a, a good feeling, wasn't it?
0: It certainly was. And it's all right for you, moaning It's six minutes past 11. It's seven minutes past 11 now. You haven't got to bloody sit up and edit this nonsense, have you? Exactly. Well,
4: you've got to get it out, mate, because people will be moaning if you don't get it out. Exactly.
0: We've got to deal with the fans. And the the later it goes out, the the worse it will be. So uh, we better crack on. Uh, So, yeah, you can find us on Twitter, as always, at KentNL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Only Podcast. Pips 81 Matt is at Matthew1 and score Thank you to all of our guests this week. Uh, do appreciate your time, as always. Uh, thanks again to our new sponsors. Thanks again to the judges at the Football Content Awards. But most importantly, as always, thank you to every single person uh, for listening to this. And we'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Only Podcast.
4: I don't think we should mention it again, John. We've, we've, we've mentioned it numerous times. We've come, got a silver award. No more next after next week. A silver award? silver award. Oh. It's the silver award, not gold. Better than bronze, I wouldn't
0: it. Yeah, silver. We're on silver. Lovely. Silver.
4: Yeah, brilliant.